everyone. Welcome to another edition of Star Sound Speaks, episode 91. Woot woot. This is your host, Irliana Samsara. And guess what? We got Demetrius back, as promised. Demetrius Begley, yay, live from New York City. Um, I'm so excited because um, for those of you who haven't met Demetrius, who are new to the channel, um, he is amazing. And we're, we're going to talk, we got some really cool, juicy things lined up for, for everybody today. And uh, we, uh, just by way of introduction, I'm just going to uh, grab my, what happened to my thing? Oh, where did I go? Just a second. Okay, I got it. All right, I grab my intro. Okay, so this is who Demetrius is for the world, and then I'll say who he is for me. All right, so Demetrius is an award-winning movie producer, Vegucated, and he is a nationally recognized events producer. And he's a longtime astrologer, so how many people can fit that bill? Astrologer, producer, very rare niche here. He's been published in Vibe Magazine. He's been incredibly active volunteering for more than 30 astrologer conferences, serving on the NGCR, which is the National Council for Geocosmic Research uh, Board of Directors, project coordinating an anthology book called Astrology, The New Generation, <clears throat> and manages the International Society of Black Astrologers and much more. Um, Demetrius produces astrology and media and events, including the recent and groundbreaking Queer Astrology Conference 2020. If you remember last summer, I interviewed uh, Vanessa Montgomery there and Demetrius afterward, QAC. Uh, it's gonna be happening again, of course, this year. And also he produces talks and panels through Astrology Brooklyn and the podcast Stars on Fire. So uh, welcome back, Demetrius. Yay. Yay. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm glad uh, for you to take a study break. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, um, you know, it's interesting how we, I felt to reach out to you anyway, it was due for another visit. And then of course the big Harry, o Megan, Oprah interview happened in Jijong in the wake of this first Saturn Uranus square, right? And um, anyway, I just, I know I, I wanna get into all the really cool, exciting projects that you're here to share. And, and also just to say who you are for me is you're always on the front lines. You're always, it's that edge, you know? I mean, many people in the world who don't know astrology thinks, think astrology is edgy you're not only in astrology deeply in production, but then you're on the edge of that with black astrology, queer astrology, you know, these are like so uh, vital. This is, I feel where the rubber meets the road. And this is where I see this huge, much of this huge explosion happening is, is on, on those fronts. So I'm just really glad that you're back here and giving us an update and um, everything that you're working on. But I just thought I'd lead with talking about Harry and Megan and, um, you know, like, what is your feeling about all that, you know, coming out of this, um, you know, I just think of last year, we had, you know, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, um, many others, of course, George Floyd being the big, right, uh, the big galvanizing influence. And now it's like the other side of this, this bookend to, to 2020 is them sharing what they went through in the palace and the racism and the institutional racism and the colonialism and all of those influences and how it nearly killed her. I mean, it's pretty scary. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to ask you, you know, how do you, how are you feeling coming out of all that? How am I feeling, which is definitely different, right? Moon and Cancer that I'm thinking. 
Um, I was surprised at how much rage I felt after sleeping uh, into Monday, after um, watching this. It's an interview, right? But there's so much more for me as an astrologer, big air quotes here, mundane astrologer. Uh, I'm not there yet, but maybe in the next two or three years with some more studies. Um, I, I, I see a lot of astrologers, uh, a lot of non-Black astrologers um, looking at her chart, her data's out there. Megan's, uh, Oprah's is certainly out there and Harry's is also out there. Um, I haven't uh, dug and won't d dig too deep into it because what I got from the interview, right, which is just a long interview, I don't, I don't remember without looking how long a lot of, um, I think Oprah's sort of, uh, not mentor, I'm thinking Barbara Walters, but I think we get a two hour special, but we get three interviews uh, is sort of the, the practice that when Barbara did those uh, specials on ABC once upon a time. I don't think Oprah's ever done it, or maybe she has with Michael Jackson, two hours. Uh, it's uncommon, at least in the US. Um, how do I feel? I still, uh, I'm not sure if today, I definitely felt a lot of rage Monday and Tuesday after the interview. And that wasn't just about the monarchy or their situation uh, or even situations, if I can say it that way. It was, uh, and, you, and you've highlighted it really nicely with the Saturn Uranus square, the first of the three we're coming off of. We're at a moment that I thought well before any of this came onto my radar, this interview, uh, where we, uh, and it's part of this Saturn Uranus square, we're choosing how much of the old we want to keep, right? And old here, maybe 2000 years old, maybe longer, uh, but probably not much more recent than that. And this new, but new has to write in a very Capricorn Aquarius way, even though we're talking about squares between Aquarius and Taurus, new has to keep some of what's there, right? It's not just going to sort of appear out of thin air, no pun intended with that, that mention of air. I'm already thinking about that because, right, we came off of 2020 and it's very clear a, a good, a great portion of the Western world does not work for the people, right? And that's an issue. I'm not a Brit, so I, I'm not sure how they want to speak to it, Black or not. But in the U.S., I'm like, these documents aren't matching up with what we've been through collectively in the last almost 250 years here, right? The USA Pluto return is you know, barely two years away. For sure, we're gonna talk about race, right? Because this is part of the history of the US and not just with black folks, but certainly uh, native uh, folks to this land or even to this, this, this uh, nation I was thinking, but really this continent uh, and elsewhere in the world. So I felt a lot of rage and that was surprising. And I'm still unpacking uh, how that is about the powers that be and also uh, the specificity, right, of their story, right? This is the top, right, in, in the, the UK, if not uh, the, their, their portion of the colonized world. Mm -hmm. And, uh, right, he's not next in line to the throne and that whole mm -hmm. bit. But there's a way that he and his child, right, and their child, uh, Archie, and uh, maybe even child to, to be, the, the, their, fourth, their daughter, going with that, or the second child, I'll say, they weren't able to negotiate sort of anything. And none of that was, so the interview wasn't surprising to me at all. There was nothing that was said that surprised me at all. I, I, I maybe raised an eyebrow here or there. I'd have to go back to the transcript to even think about. I thought some of the way it's cut 
where Oprah says what and she's looking. I was like, is that a response to this? Because Oprah's been around right for a minute and knows, you know, all the celebrities. Sure. Um, and certainly has, has spoken with them off camera, et cetera. Um, I think part of my rage uh, is feeling when are we toppling this, right? Gen X here, but definitely was identifying with millennials a lot Monday and even Tuesday about, okay, maybe we do burn it all down. Maybe we do raise it. And I won't go off on the tangent of why I had a trepidation uh, and just questions about that. Um, I want somewhere to, to cook my food, food and cancer. Uh, we can have the revolution, but let's keep, you know, some of these buildings, physical buildings do actually function uh, in quote unquote, any sort of benevolent sense of the world. That's all heavy. I want to come down and, and, and shout out uh, Janelle and Mecca that I produced their podcast. Uh, yes. but you, don't, you don't hear me on it at all. Um, I'm doing the technical, a lot of the technical in the background, administrative, some of the administrative uh, work to keep the podcast going. Uh, it's basically a mundane astrology podcast. It's two Black women, both Sagittarians, both New York, uh, native New Yorkers. Um, they talk about it on the last episode, which we just recorded ahead of uh, Oprah's, uh, the release of that interview with Megan and Harry. And so they dive more into some of the royal family's charts uh, that for me, including Megan, uh, I don't think we talked about Archie's chart. Um, shout out to Black astrologer Zach Powell on Twitter has a thread, just looking at a piece, right? There's a lot of people just in the royal family. We don't, I don't, we don't know these charts and names, I don't think, of the, in, the people that work for the institution. Right. Uh, and or the firm, I don't know how- The firm, <laughs> And uh, Umi uh, Genevieve, another Black astrologer also dug in uh, for a, a different and longer thread um, that's out there. So those are out there. And I think it's very important for uh, folks to check out what Black astrologers and, and, and Black women astrologers are saying here. I think there's a lot of mis- or I, I think, I know there's a lot of misrepresentation, which I think came up a little bit in, uh, when it's just Megan and um, uh, Oprah on the patio there, whatever it is. Um, that we understand their voices and, and, and their life experiences uh, better than ever. Because when we do well collectively for black women, usually everybody is taken care of because of the way the, the hierarchies uh, that would be are. Um, what did I think about the interview moving on from how I felt about it, right? Which uh, again, I'm or really truly I'm still unpacking. Um, or less about the interview, I guess. I felt about the interview is um, what um, this phrase goes through my head a lot in the last so many months, certainly related to lockdown slash hashtag stay at home, release valve and how that relates to instant pot, which I have instant pot, but also metaphorically how it relates to the sewage of air. And if earth is the tightest of the four elements, arguable, that air wants to be out and free and open. And certainly a lot of us want uh, that in various degrees uh, a year into this um, pandemic. So I, I was really excited, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Megan's a Leo son, uh, yes. for, for sure as an Aquarius. Yes. So there was, uh, I thought it was gonna be all three of them most of the time. So, uh, it's the flip, right? It, it's the, the, the two ladies for the majority of the time and Harry comes in, uh, which I also thought was very powerful um, racially. Right, because there's, there's a lot of things going on there without me trying to unpack them. 
I also want to identify for people who may not have uh, dialed into it. I got this, uh, was reminded of this of Clubhouse, but I was thinking of it uh, lightly before the interview. This is pretty major, right? You know, and we know Oprah is Oprah, queen of interview media, talk show media, right? The next generation after Barbara Walters in my mind. Um, they spoke to Oprah, right? And at length and pretty um, openly, right? She's got a stage, um, I always forget if it's the Midheaven or the, I think it's Virgo Midheaven and Sad Rising for, mm -hmm. for Oprah, right? So there's an openness in space, but there also was a, a boldness, right? To some of the questions that um, Oprah asked that the questions weren't pre-screened, which I think is very unusual, uh, particularly at this height um, of, uh, I don't know if I say celebrity, but, but fame, let me say that. Um, for me, the interview indicated, um, and again, I love that you, you, you're attaching it to the Saturday, the first Saturday you're on is square, we'll see this year, uh, just coming off of, right, it's not exactly to the minute or even day there. Um, I think this interview sort of said this, and I think Harry's comments in particular when he comes on late in the, the time, mm -hmm. this doesn't work. I already know, right, very dramatically and, and quite literally deadly, right, his uh, thinking about his mother. Um, this does not work. You know, whatever else is or isn't happening behind the scenes, this does not work. And so instead of me suffering through it or uh, harming myself or you know them doing a Romeo Juliet or whatever let's go to the U.S. you 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 have dual citizenship let's let's go back over I you know I know a few people I know the, the prior president uh, right presidents ago or actually both you know the Biden as well as Obama uh, and I think actually we've even met Trump if I recall um right and have some pull and, and some some numbers and so they do that and there was a way that I think it's very important in the context of the pandemic and certainly the, the, the paradigm or paradigms that live under to understand how we are happy and enjoy. Um, I feel like that's really challenged in the US. That's not new. Europeans commented on a lot. Um, hey, hold on just a second. I'm just getting a low battery. I forgot to plug my, hold that thought just a second. Um, I'm gonna pause. Okay, we're back. Sorry about that. Just a little battery charge. <laughs> no worries. I mean, that's that's part of what we're, I think we're under on a larger scale with this pandemic is a dial back, tune in to our households, certainly our own persons, um, mm -hmm. other people in our lives, our community, neighborhood, and in the I think this interview represents pretty high up there, right? Again, as far as the hierarchy of fame, this does not work. This paradigm wants to overtake their well-being, their safety uh, for the two of them, right? Sort of, sort of understood coming in with the racial dynamic with Megan from the beginning for some of us. But even he, right, with this history, this very particular history, he can't get any sort of security at a certain point because he's not playing the game from where I'm sitting, right? As a uh, as a black um, a black queer person in the U.S. Um, and something he was aware of, if I understood his comments right, 
but he had an experience directly. And so he experiences directly, quote unquote, a year ago, right? Heading into this pandemic and in, if not right before. And then all of a sudden, I think he has enough education and privilege and says as much as an interview, oh, we have to make some different choices here, right? This, isn't ha- this is not happening. This is a fantasy, right? Neptune and Pisces, I think a little bit. Okay, well, we're not gonna be just out here. Um, I've got this money from my mother. You have connections, I have connections, right? You know how the US or North America works. Um, and, 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 and that, that's all I think sort of spelled out. I think it also is a gosh, I'm not even sure how to articulate. I'll, I'll leave that there. I think there's more to this story. Mm. Um, I encourage people to consider what if she 100% told the truth, or let's say 99%, right? Because there's a lot of questions, particularly from astrologers, but even in the media in the UK, probably in the US, if I look for it. Oh, I don't know if she's telling the truth. Well, I don't understand why people would even ask that. Well, this is this is part of a child, right? If we're trying to uphold this paradigm, or, or maybe plural, of uh, white supremacy, of patriarchy, of the institution, of the firm, right? You start, uh, right, we've just seen this at a pretty expert level with the GOP and Trump and Co., is you start playing back and distorting things, right? And I, that, that was what... Um, it didn't surprise me, actually disappointed me, but made me laugh in a very dark, ironic way. Oh, no, I didn't make her cry, right? Yeah, yeah. She made me cry. Me cry. And no, yeah. I won't go deeper into it. I'm going to show some boundaries and or class here, what have you. But that, uh, I didn't expect that. I can definitely say that. Aquarius here, son, um, sometimes this, what surprises most people doesn't, doesn't surprise you. Very- but usually like very small mundane things do or choices people make, those surprise me. But usually big things, I'm kind of like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, for the most part, and yes, there's things happening with Uranus on my chart, um, regardless of what rulership people may use. Um, Toranus, like here's another, you know, we were talking about veganism with as part of Toranus. Now this is another face of Toranus, Taurus, Uranus and Taurus, you know, in case if anybody hasn't heard that new little catchphrase, Tauranus. <laughs> it's like Uranus and Taurus and all the outrageous uh, shifts, paradigm shifts happening. Oh, excuse me. That was my cat. So pardon me. <laughs> hello, hello, kitty. Hello, <laughs> kitty. Yeah. I think we saw a little bit of hashtag Tauranus in the interview when we went into the chicken coop, not from a vegan standpoint. Oh, yeah, they rescued the chickens. I know. Just that was too And also, he makes a comment, and I don't know what's there. And I, I haven't seen the extra footage that was uh, the next day. Uh, maybe I'll dive into that or not. Part of me wants to go back to the interview and just see, uh, or maybe a transcript and look at the patterns of words, thinking about the astrology and where the outer planets are, and maybe even uh, all of the planets. But uh, I, again, not vegan, but I don't think he's had that sort of. Uh, access that openness where he could have a chicken or chickens right and chickens are very particular creatures if you um, interacted with them um she couldn't even have her driver's license that was scary it's like you're you're like a prisoner like yeah that's weird um why do you say it's weird 
Because like, then she can't, I mean, okay, maybe her license isn't valid. Her American license is not valid overseas, unless there's some stipulation because Americans drive and rent cars for tourism, but it, it was just weird. Her passport, it's like, we're taking away everything. And it, it's just scary. Then you're like completely dependent on them. That, that's makes, that would make me really feel vulnerable, you know? And I think there's a way that, um, so that didn't, you know, make me bad an eye, um, you know, a little bit more detail than I had before, at least remember. To me, that was, and part of what this whole, um, not just interview, but their whole experience, which is, I'm still unfolding, right? Is, are you gonna be who you are, right? Their charts, big air quotes, fairs and astrologer and bi many biases. Or are you going to be a company gal, a company guy, a company person, institution firm, whatever? And we've seen this in a lot of, I think, spy films and the ex-spy and the former and this, this co-option, I think it, I can use that if I'm using that word correctly. And Megan, right, this Leo son, this uh, mixed race, parentheses, black woman from where I'm sitting, uh, obviously uh, from uh, uh, quote unquote American from the US, no, this doesn't make me feel good. This actually makes me feel suicidal, right? I don't need this. I already saw what happened to Diana, right? I already, we're not next in line, right? Yeah. Why are we, you know, I gave up all these, you know, documents, which are quite valuable if we think about them in a global context, not just UK or US, and a global, these are very, the, I'm thinking of the passport in particular, this is very valuable or used to be. <laughs> before the last president, I think it's, it's rebounding some with uh, the Biden-Harris administration. She knows, um, I hesitate to say better, which I think comes up uh, that word between them and Oprah, but she knows differently. She knows freedom. And there are echoes, right, of this, why the U.S. broke away from the Brits, parentheses, and sure. France. Uh, and we're coming on that anniversary in uh, astrology way, this Pluto return. I don't know if I have much more that I have processed and can share about the interview other than it's important, it's going to come back, uh, uh, what it represents, right? Mm -hmm. I think we'll hear more about their story uh, and maybe we'll see with the, uh, right, that was the first pass, it's gonna come back. Uh, I don't know if you said uh, it's 11 degrees, I think is the second square and 13 is the last. But um, they might um, lose some um, traction, maybe, maybe not. Uh, I think that's June or July when we have the second Saturn Uranus square. And then um, I think it's just, uh, Christmas Eve or, or thereabouts. Yes, yes. We Christmas have, Eve. Um, the last square. I don't know how that hits up Saturn Uranus, <laughs> how that hits up their chart. But this isn't the end of that story, right? Uh, astrologically and otherwise, I think in 2021. I think we want to watch the conversations uh, and certainly the media spin from the left, political left, and also uh, particularly the political right. We are moving out of a paradigm, folks. This earth, this industrial age, which I would say is 200 years you know, without pointing right. that out here. We are in the hashtag new age of air. And so relate, relating and relationships are going to be different. They're going to be different. And we're going to have to put messy stuff on the table, which I think we spoke about last time I was here. Certainly I've spoken about it elsewhere, publicly and privately. Um, I think- Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you know, I'm thinking of like moving forward, where, where would I like to see this go now that they opened this door and they uh, showed us what was behind palace doors? 
now it's like, how about being proactive and having symposiums or conversations for healing? You know, like, how can we make this better? We're not privy now. The queen's going to have private conversations. Okay, that's fine. You know, whatever. And and maybe there's something there that that collectively we could all, you know, maybe I would love to see Harry and Meghan, you know, have some like like you were saying, or town halls, you know, like, let's, let's talk about this, you know, like not their situation, but just the, where people find this in their lives. I, I think that would be really cool. Like this, this is the opportunity for a huge breakthrough and a whole new level of relating. That's just how I see it. I, I agree. And I think I saw a little bit of that already on Clubhouse um, last, last night. Um, um, a lot of, uh, I don't want to parse out too much because I'm still chewing on it, but it was hundreds of people uh, and a couple dozen or a few dozen really on stage. And it was sort of this, <clears throat> pardon me, open mic uh, led by a black a woman, I believe in the US, definitely in North America, if not US. Um, black women in the US and the UK talking about responding to <clears throat> this, uh, and I said again intentionally, situation that <laughs> Megan and Harry are in, and Archie, and also, you know, what's the response to that in of itself? What does this mean in a bigger context? Uh, there's so many ways to look at this, but I, I think we just had a media moment, uh, certainly for 2021 and probably for the decade, because at this height, right, he is, and Oprah's like, really? Uh, trapped or imprisoned or, or imprisoned yeah. or, or I think he said trapped. Yeah, he said trapped. Um, and I'm like, you know, he was Oprah, right? This is what I'm thinking. It's a very black, uh, I think, U.S. response. I don't know if the Brits do it to talk at the TV, right? I don't even have a TV anymore. But this <laughs> here, and I thought, yeah, he felt trapped because literally, uh, to a certain extent, his mother was. And then she wasn't, but maybe she was, and then she's gone. And this very strange uh, death, I'll just say, and leave that there, right? Uh, shout out to Mecca again and conspiracy Ooh. theories and Aquarius placements. Um, yeah, I, I, I think you're, I totally agree that, um, and I was thinking this well before anything about this interview, more about grief, right? And the pandemic and COVID and many, and, and trauma, right? This super com uh, super common word, I think in the last, at least from where I'm sitting, two or three years, uh, and there's more. We've got to uh, air out and unpack some of what's going on internally. You know, I don't know that you have uh, uh, per se without hearing from you, whether that's by text or email or verbally or a book you write or whatever, but a communication that, you know, you want to you know, go live in XYZ country for four months and just sit on the beach and, you know, stare at the, um, uh, stare at the waters and then listen to the, the waves and the tides. I'm just making something else, right? We don't really know uh, fully who we individually are, much less who someone else is without some sort of communications. And I think that conversations, right? We don't necessarily talk, we're not supposed to talk about money, right? And income. So that's been blowing up in some fascinating ways uh, on Twitter, particularly in this month, March, Women's History Month. Um, mm -hmm. We're not supposed to talk about sex, right? We're not supposed to talk about politics and religion. For sure, those things are discussed on uh, social media and part of why they're uh, 
so can be so volatile and tricky, but also fascinating and informative. But a lot of that silencing or that uh, fringe or in the, you know, behind closed doors ends up propping up this whole institution or firm, right? The, one of the funny things to me and, and most notable is they're inviting the tabloids, not the newspapers, not the magazines, not the journalists, the tabloids, right? This uh, gutter journalism, if I can call it that, to the palace every Christmas, right? And not mm -hmm. all of them, right? They're in bed together, right? That was- Oh yeah. That I think was really important for us to start thinking about that wasn't, uh, that fact was new to me, but that they were in bed together, that's, you know, that's old news for me. I didn't realize it was, you know, on their, not even on their doorstep, right, in their living room or whatever you call it at the palace. That to me, I mean, it said, well, gosh, they're not only in bed together, they, they have a standing appointment, right? They are, um, they're not necessarily good, well, I guess, they're not so good for each other, but I, I think Oprah, someone says in the interview, they're symbiotic and there's a lot behind them. Right. I yeah, try yeah. To there. That I knew. Like a bad romance as Lady Gaga would call it. I think <laughs> it's even worse than that, or, or maybe I have to go back and look at the lyrics for Gaga. I think, well, Harry says it in the interview, I feel sorry for them that they are, that they haven't seen outside of uh, I don't watch yeah, movies. they only know, Out of that's all they know, as Megan said, that's all they know, yeah. And, and I think that's true for a lot of us. I think what's fascinating to me in 2021, again, as a Black person, as a queer person, and certainly uh, a citizen of the U.S., is I'm familiar already with some of the interrogation of what is and isn't happening here that I think a, a lot of women uh, listening will be uh, very well aware of, maybe more aware of than I am in my, those, at least those two identities I have. Uh, and let me throw in Aquarian, this sort of outsider, uh, sometimes insider, sometimes, you know, a combination of, but there's a way that they uh, arguably called out, right? They're two millennials, if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of the levels of what's going on. Um, I'm excited because I think her ferocity and her literally being a son in Leo will help us move into the many, many, many messy, not messy is not always bad, but right, we wanna clean, some of us wanna clean it up, have those reflexes, can get us through the, I was trying to think, I think it's the biblical uh, valley of death and then the, I don't know what the other part right. is, but not death, but although it may feel scary and dark like that and Plutonian air quotes or what have you, but we have to sometimes go through the, the chaos. Right, to get to the, 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 the creative power. Right, uh, the regeneration and the reinvention and the reprogramming. And that's very much what we're under, you know, barely weeks, really just days into this new era, again, hashtag new age of air, where it's about relating. We're gonna ask questions and answer them, hopefully, about equity, about equality, about egalitarian, um, right, about everybody having healthcare in the richest country in the world, or, or one of, um, about having housing for everybody, uh, which we can do now technology-wise, about people being clothed and fed and, and so on. Again, sure. car caring 
Aquarius here. Um, I don't necessarily uh, push or urge people to watch the interview, but to, to, to really keep an ear, or if not both ears, on the conversations, uh, some of them are crap, uh, around what just happened uh, and what what all was, there were a lot of reveals there that again, weren't really new to me, some of the details were, but the general patterns of she was co-opted into this machine, uh, right? And I use that, that word very intentionally there um, and then wanted out and then got out, um, you know, for price. Um, and we'll, I think that price will become a little bit stronger uh, in a moment or two. Yeah, it, it's it's very intriguing. I do want to note, uh, what did you say, uh, regeneration transformation. It's really important, some of the things that uh, I'm missing and, and I think of these headlines are missing because in some ways they are, uh, uh, newspapers are talking about, not to be confused with tabloids, in, and I think in the US, Biden affirmed them being healed and coming out of this situation, I think by way of, uh, I think it's Jen Pazaski, Maybe I'm, I'm probably saying it wrong, but um, uh, yeah, Saki is that? I don't know yeah. if you say the P, but like yeah. the little Japanese wine. I don't know. She's cool. Jen, the press secretary, the White House yeah. press secretary. They have responded to this, I think, in a gentle way and sort of an indirect way. But right, is this not about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? And for sure, right, jo uh, Joe Biden being the Scorpio and these very particular family stories of having to work through uh, grief right. uh, and rebounding and moving forward, uh, even in recent uh, months. Um, and also uh, something I don't think we've seen enough of from leadership, certainly not the, uh, the quote institution and the palace, is just this basic human thing of compassion. And I'll, yes. I think I'll, I'll leave that there. Yeah, thank you. That was awesome. Yeah. Compassion. This is this is how we at first we, you know, you said air. We have to air what's what's there, what has been there, and now and then it's moving us toward. It's all taken undertaken with compassion, and yeah, I just see only good things coming from this. And this may even reinvent as you're saying this, Demetrius. I'm like wondering, and I'm definitely going to move on here to the to our wonderful content we have lined up here. But this I felt was very important. I think we're going to move, or we have the ability to move into um, like, we, this could even reinvent the media. Like what's the, per the media is always, you know, these celebrity gossip stories and it's all this, you know, blah, 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 and gossip, gossip. And, and, and it's like, now um, we can reinvent that. And like, maybe the very purpose of a newspaper is not to just be this gossip central, but what, you know, talk about the good things that are coming out of this and more of that. So I don't know, it's just an idea. Well, I want to take that idea because I've been chatting with uh, with some non-astrologer friends about that. I think, so astrologers have been talking about, and I don't know the basis of this. I haven't looked enough deep into it. I'm just sort of, uh, it's on my list, but it, it's lower on my list of what I'm listening to uh, us astrologers talk about. That this star system, uh, Hollywood star system, if I can call it that, uh, but in a global sense, that will go away with uh, Saturn and Aquarius, uh, Jupiter, uh, you know, briefly there. Uh, and then uh, Pluto and Aquarius, I think more. I don't, I don't know what the basis of that is, but if I'm not mistaken, it's about the Aquarius Leo um, access in this new, uh, new age of air, hashtag new age of air. 
I think we saw some of that in a few ways in the, uh, already in 2021, including this interview. Um, uh, there are ways Megan articulated, I think some of this was the after footage. Maybe I saw one clip on, on Twitter that was super brief, like 20 seconds. But what are we, what are we compromising about privacy, about ourselves, about uh, self-ownership for these uh, capitalist machines? I think there's a way that newspapers uh, for a long time, uh, and newspapers are a relatively new invention. Let's, let's keep that in mind uh, in terms of decades. Uh, so I don't even think they're quote unquote 200 years old, give or take. Um, right, which is back to this Earth era, but I, I think right, they yeah. are very commercially motivated, right? They want to stay alive, like any entity uh, out here. But I think what happens is they sometimes, or not sometimes, they often play to uh, a human's baser instinct yes. with the gossip. With the, you know, I've subscribed to these things, I've bought them, I've read them, and still a little bit read them. But I'm also trying to, uh, you know use this part of Aquarius where we capital K here know better uh, and do better, right? Uh, yeah, Charles, yeah. Michelle Obama and this do better. That's what's intriguing to me about this time in astrology's uh, growing popularity uh, and getting more black astrologers, which we'll come back to in this conversation, being uh, visibly and, and verbally a part of that. But yes, I think we are going to see new, uh, so I've been parsing it this way, uh, there are news outlets, there are media outlets, and certainly there are information businesses, and those can co-mingle. But what's important yes. is, to me, is news was is about facts, right? And I, I don't think they're ever 100% objective. I think humans need to be subjective. That's me looking at a lot of astrology charts, because right. we have our own flavor and our own nuances and our own understanding and then can share that, right, as a, some sort of communication platform. I think media is more sort of uh, interested in, let's say, entertaining, maybe air quotes, maybe not, depending on what we're looking at. And so uh, I think CNN, sadly, has become this uh, far from what it, why it was created decades ago, uh, and not just uh, in this... Uh, <laughs> Chump era, as I'll call it, but even Obama running that first time, there was there was so much that was packaged and regurgitated that didn't have much substance. It reminded me of, uh, and I eat, still eat some of it, of packaged food: Doritos, Cheetos, Pop Tarts, and Dan Am. It didn't have nutritional value in the ways that you know I'm old enough to to know sure. and remember bits of Walter Conkright. Um, sure. And not news per se, uh, definitely media, but Johnny Carson having a, a richer than not interview or exchange with substance, yeah, depth, substance, substance, and uh, and maybe not as PR'd and as positioned to right. the album sales or the, <laughs> the movies or the clickbait, yeah, uh, right. And, and I I like those to a certain extent, but I think we have sacrificed facts. Yes, for, um for the dollar, right? Or whatever yeah. the currency is. Um, and so I'm intrigued with um, these all these new email newsletters through Substack and uh, Platformer and uh, I don't know all the platforms, but uh, a lot of journalists are, uh, a number of journalists, I don't know if I can say a lot yet, are being laid off or just seeing they can have more control over the stories, the narratives that they want to, uh, and that was something I forget what Megan said about in the interview, but that's important that we all have more access, if not agencies 
at, at some level, not necessarily the highest levels as they now exist, to tell our stories. Because within all that, I think we can move way past and push out of the rearview mirror, the institution, the firm, the B for my scandal fans, the, the B613, I think it is, if I remember the numbers right, and all of these uh, mechanisms, machinations, working behind the scenes that aren't about us, the everyday people. They are about a 1% or even a 10th of a percent and this um, uh, big tongue in cheek here, but Illuminati, uh, this, this uh, uh, uber elite, uh, no pun intended there. I wanna rewind and, 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 and lean forward and say, speaking of media makers and, and news, uh, news uh, giant, that two black Americans showed some compassion or heart, or so it looks like. I know there are accusations otherwise, particularly with uh, Tyler Perry, but right, he gave them or rented, I don't know, at least whatever it was, his his estate and yeah. security. And security. Right? This key thing that comes out security, uh, I don't know if uh, will, uh, Harry uh, and or Megan have cancerian pla placements. I do, I know a lot more about security than yes. uh, in the last year and a half with the pandemic and the, uh, the unpresidency. Right. Uh, uh, Obviously, Oprah is there too, giving them this space and time, not just to speak and to voice their own stories, but I think to sort of unpack, uh, again, I think, I could be wrong, uh, in some important ways, um, we need to, we collectively humans need to move on from uh, these systems that uh, don't make us feel good, aren't about our well-being. Yeah, nice. And here we are. We're on our way. This is going to be quite a year. Our first year in air since we've all been here. We won't live to be 200 to see it shift, but um, we're, we're in the beginning of this. It's, I'm, not, I'm I, excited. I that the other day to someone, and I'm not sure. You know, shout out to uh, Wendy Stacy over in the UK. I think, if I'm not mistaken, is a Kiwi uh, nationally. Um, Two things. Why do I say that? That that isn't that is and isn't in, isn't necessarily important. I think there's a way for me at least, Gemini rising, right, Sag, Sag on the other side of the horizon. It's good to locate where we are in the world, uh, and there are a lot of ways that's going to continue to come up uh, by way of millennials about how we uh, positionality. I think might be the the word there. I'm not doing that here uh, and owning that. But uh, for me, because I'm not you know, free to move around the cabin with these co COVID-19 uh, and these variants, I'm just like, where are people talking to me from <laughs> is as a new uh, thing I've been nudging. Um, Wendy said at, uh, and you had mentioned right before we started, 2018, the, the UAC conference, United Astrology Conference, which is the mothership conference with hundreds of astrologers from uh, certainly all over the continent uh, and really the world of North America. Other galaxies too, probably. <laughs> Maybe other galaxies. The energy was that um, potent. Galactic. <laughs> going uh, going uh, on and on about that. But this important talk about the 2020s are us coming as a decade, coming out of this very long standing earth era, right? That most of us are quite familiar with, particularly those of us over 20, right? And, and saw the prior Jupiter, um, Saturn conjunction. And Earth to air, right? Taurus to Gemini, Virgo to Libra, Capricorn to Aquarius. That is many things. And that's something I encourage people who are esoteric to chew on. I'm still chewing on it. 
But the key thing that I want to relay that Wendy gave to me and, and many other astrologers in the room, and hopefully people have heard that recording of that talk, Earth to air is a massive speed change. So her premise in part was we all will have whiplash in, in, in and through this decade because a lot of changes and things are brewing, not all good, by the way, um, are really just going to, whoa, whoa, have us have yeah, yeah. a different conversation for a different day. But um, I went into UAC specifically, like, what are we saying, we astrologers, about 2020, 2021, uh, certainly the, the, uh, the U.S. presidential election um, and even other uh, countries. But the 2020s, um, uh, a lot there, and I would love uh, for us to, and maybe uh, Vanessa uh, and a couple others right over from Australia to, yeah into uh, uh before we get there uh, what pluto going to aquarius uh, neptune going into aries uranus going to gemini uh and sure. the, in, and right and that's what they're going into not just where they're at obviously uh probably by what that would look like yeah the, that's the exciting return for the usa um yeah i'll i'll okay. leave that there um I yeah, because we got all these juicy, I want juicy questions to ask you about. I'm going to segue from there and say, I don't know that we'll see these news organizations change or evolve for the most part. I think it sort of contradicts their capitalist bent or mission. Not, not saying it couldn't happen, not saying I don't want it to happen. What I think we're going to see and already seeing a little bit from Clubhouse, right, the new social media hotness that's all audio based which is easier for people in a lot of ways and less stressful, particularly through the pandemic. And, you know, a lot, I, I love that Zoom is here, even though I want a past the rock feature and a couple other things. But I think we're going to see more people voicing themselves uh, verbally and written and uh, gesticulating and, and all these other ways uh, and certainly expressing themselves. Uh, and I want to uh, jump a little bit uh, for at least myself, one of the fascinating things we've seen in just not even the last year, particularly um, George Floyd, uh, the murder of George Floyd forward, is a lot of pieces celebrating black astrologers, black chefs, black vegan chefs. And you can go down the list with whatever else you've seen. I've, I've seen some of it, but certainly not all of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and multiple pieces from major outlets, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Cosmo had a piece, uh, um, I don't remember the number right there. List, listicles, uh, no, no, no uh, pejorative there. Oh, and um, Forbes too. There was the, the women, the black and brown women, tarot and astrologers. I mean, it's Forbes. Like that's pretty cool. Like, like. Well, Forbes. it's interesting. Um, I, I want to lean here uh, to a non-black astrologer, but uh, an Aquarian, uh, Chris McRae, an astrologer giant. Uh, it, uh, and, and probably not for uh, if, if people listening. If you're not an astrologer, uh, you probably don't know her name. She may not seem important. Chris uh, passed away, um, unfortunately, at the very end of 2020. Chris was 92, definitely a card-carrying Aquarius son. Wow, 92. 92, and, and, and was working, you know, almost right up, basically right up into her. Uh, she fell and then went to the, uh, very badly and then went to the hospital. Uh, and passed about a, a week, if I'm not mistaken, or 10 days after that fall. Uh, there's some more complications, uh, which may or may not be COVID, we don't know. But she was 92. Um, 
uh, and an amazing energy. I got, I'm lucky enough to have worked with her a little bit and spoke to her uh, at uh, uh, specifically about Mars at uh, UAC 2018 in Chicago, this mothership conference we just talked about. But um, what I heard there that I kind of knew uh, through her memorial, which was on Zoom, right, with people all over the world, right? She literally uh, made a lot of inroads for astrology and astrologers all over the world is Chris won an award for professional image within the astrologers world. Um, and she had a Hollywood background I didn't know about and Indian, she was Canadian. What I heard in uh, part of uh, the many, many uh, loving tributes to her is how she helped uh, just in this last 20 years, ironically, right? This Jupiter Saturn cycle. Uh, particularly the last 20 years, before that, but particularly the last 20 years, very directly. Uh, astrologers understand how we could be full-time and paid um, and, and, and have media appearances on this Fox, local Fox News station on, you know, in the New York Times, you know, um, uh, make the deal with Netflix to have these YouTube uh, videos. I'm thinking of uh, uh, the biggest, one of the biggest names in uh, air quotes here, younger, young, among younger astrologers, uh, Chani uh, uh, Nicholas, uh, who is mm -hmm. just doing thrilling, thrilling things, uh, including uh, this app that is giving me, yes, even for yeah. free, it's giving me notifications that are uh, based on different aspects and the moon ingresses. Anyway, yeah. uh, I, my mind is, is splitting <laughs> me and Gemini in a few ways, but there was a lot that happened in this last astrological year that I hope to present on uh, uh, in the coming uh, this month later into March here, specific to Black astrologers. Um, we've been here for decades, maybe centuries. I'm researching that for the film short, as you know, Black astrologers yesterday. And yeah, we'll have that short ready into 2022. Uh, fingers crossed there. We'll see. Yes, uh, yes. One of the things uh, thinking about right before you ping me to come uh, join you back on here. Thank you again is, well, what happened? What do I remember, right? And some of that is just trying to keep my head uh, <laughs> uh, screwed on, uh, not necessarily straight, uh, wink, wink, but screwed on <laughs> very curious times and all these planets coming out of Aquarius and uh, into Pisces and uh, just this big pivot. I feel like the ship is, uh, the ship that may be Earth, I would say, or this time, again, um, uh, and I'm saying this intentionally, hashtag new age of air, but um, there were a lot. I got to, I think it was 18, including myself. Um, and that's, and I know there are things I've forgotten because there was a lot in 2020 that I read and was trying to wrap my head around uh, COVID and the census. I was a census enumerator uh, or wanted to be one and they didn't call back, then they finally did. And then uh, that's a whole little story into itself, but a very worthwhile experience uh, that I have it. But um, coming back to Chris and leaning forward more into Black astrologers today, astrologer is not a new profession, as you know, but it's, it's, it's expanding and shaping itself by way uh, of ESAR, uh, of NCGR, of OPA. These are, you know, a few decades old. I think uh, all of them are barely 50. None, they're all 50 years old, if that. I, uh, I think it's like... Yeah, at the most, yeah. Uh, without unpacking these acronyms. AFA is, I think, 80 or 90 years old. I think just a little bit younger than Chris. I think it's a 1930 
two chart or something like that. That's the oldest, at least in the U.S. that I'm aware of, and biggest and most moneyed uh, astrological uh, organization out there. Um, and they've had their own challenges, right? right? Very close to and really with the Saturn Uranus, first Saturn Uranus square, precisely. Right. And, and I'll jump from there and, and say, um, and really jump just in the last, I think it's about a hundred days now, a little bit back into calendar 2020. We've seen some breakthroughs about uh, black astrologers getting, uh, getting more seats at the table for these astrological organizations. Uh, yes. Not just Very in exciting. the US, uh, and a lot of them are US based, even though they're, they may say they're national in name or uh, in discussion, including NCGR. But NCGR, it, it, the fact of the matter, has chapters around the world uh, and on three different continents, if not uh, four or five, or maybe even six without us parsing it out. Uh, uh, ESAR certainly uh, is international. Uh, the I is, <clears throat> excuse me, International Society for Astrological Research. That I has become way more international just in, I've been working with ESAR almost six years now uh, in two different capacities. Uh, it's even more international than ever. Um, uh, by way, partially of the social media. Um, That'll do it. Having there. Uh, a, a few things have happened. The astro, a few of the astro orgs that have elections. Um, Clarissa Dolphin is now ESAR board director. Um, that's important. Uh, Janae Anthony is on the AYA board. Um, AYA is the association. Young astrologers. Right. for young astrologers, but welcomes all ages without unpacking that. Uh, Bear River and Stormy Grace right. serve on the prior uh, iteration of the AFAM steering committee. And one of the biggest is actually overseas uh, uh, with respect to North American uh, bias. Israel, uh, I don't know how you say Israel's last name, Ajoz, if, uh, and forgive me if I'm saying it incorrectly, became the president of the astrological Lodge of London. Oh, wow. That's like really old and talk about tradition. That's it, like the granddaddy of them. Yeah, it's older than AFA, um, American Federation of Astrologers, if I'm getting my, again, I'm, I'm not. It goes back to like Madame Blavatsky's time, you know, I, I think that the Astrological Lodge of London. Wow. It does. I don't know a lot of the history and there are uh, at least two books on there. Um, Alan Leo is a key name people may recognize. Uh, is a part of that founding. So that was pretty big and he's been involved with the Lodge, he was VP uh, before that. But that's that's very big and also, you know, I have to step outside of the USA bubble uh, or listen outside of it to get that. And then I wanna rewind and shout out uh, someone who checked on me uh, and thank him for that uh, in 2020 proper, uh, Omari Martin, who's held many positions uh, oh, yeah. and continues to uh, out in the Chicago area. But, um, and this wasn't in 2020, but I didn't learn about it until 2020 and he and I were uh, having some important uh, private conversations, not, not quite like the queen may be having in that family. Right. But, uh, and these are all black astrologers that I'm very intentionally mentioning their names. He's the board president for Kepler College and has been for, I think, two, three or more years. I didn't even know he was on the board, much less the president. Wow, um, I didn't know right that either. Me. And I'm in the know, even though I, I'm not super familiar with Kepler, or at least I wasn't before uh, a few uh, phone confabs with him. So changes are in the mix, changes are coming. 
diversity is uh, better seen. But let me be really clear for those naysayers and haters who are just you know, grumbling uh, at, at, if they're watching us or listening. I'm Gen X, so I was literally taught make change from inside an institution. Yes. And I am partially have some toes still in that world. Uh, I didn't say earlier to a few gorgeous things you said in this conversation. I'm also, without getting too deep in my chart, I'm also Chiron and Aries. Um, and that has been active in recent days, that, that placement. So <laughs> part of what I'm thinking about is, uh, I call it fresh snow. Fresh snow. <laughs> I've had, a, a, and I think it's very common for uh, a big chunk of, right? Because Chiron and Aries is, is a, a, about a seven, seven year uh, span, um, uh, if I've got it right. Uh, yeah. Chiron has a very yeah. irregular orbit. But yeah. that's, those are, we are Gen Xers. You know, Chiron and Aries are Gen Xers, period. And so I think there's a really um, important way I hadn't necessarily, or maybe I've grappled with, maybe I did think about it a long time ago, uh, looking at my own astrology, that we're hesitant to pioneer, we're hesitant to strike a, a new path, a new trail in fresh snow. Uh, and there are more drastic ways and, and more light, lighter ways to see that. But I think fresh snow is right about the middle uh, and I grew up in the Midwest and went to school in Minnesota. So there's something really fun and beautiful about uh, stepping in a fresh snow and making that path across the street or across the, the way. But there's also something about well, how packed is this snow? How wet is it? How is it going to seep into my boots or shoes or whatever footwear you do or don't have on? Uh, and there are many other things to say about that if we're talking about mud, uh, which might be more not quicksand, but quicksand-like and tugging and pulling at your, uh, not just footwear, right, but your feet, your whole person and the stability we do or don't feel there. Um, I, I wanna shout out um, one of the biggest community stories uh, in black and astrology. And it's very specifically about black astrologers and a black, uh, black experiences. Uh, and queer astrology, actually. And that's Mercury's Brood, which is an astrology anthology. Let me say that again. Mercury's Brood, an, an astrology anthology that's forthcoming. They just did amazing numbers and amazing energy, and not just dollars, but people uh, and tweets and uh, Instagram posts and Facebook posts around getting the money to create an, uh, uh, this uh, my language journal, uh, this publication that centers black voices, that honors them, uh, uh, black voices in astrology, pardon me. Oh, nice. uh, uh, and, and this is a queer helmed project. Um, they had little of an Mercury's Brood and an, an astrology anthology or an anthology of astrology. Wow. This is groundbreaking, right? And I think they launched on the, uh, pardon me, Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, right? The great conjunction or close thereof. But there's, there's a lot here and I still uh, will unpack more of this in this uh, presentation and I'll put online and hopefully uh, and probably just ask for donations because uh, it's labor. Uh, and we need to think about the labor, right? Hashtag Toronis. Right. Uh, <laughs> for the labor. 
and this was part of the story of Mercury's Brood, uh, not only them, but they asked for 30000 on Kickstarter. They got it relatively quickly, uh, and I have a, a long-running background with Kickstarters, which uh, I don't think we talked about before, but from the vegan world, right? Right. Um, and really, astrologers, for the most part, before, let's say, a handful of months ago, uh, except for your teacher, one of your teachers. Right, right. Um, yeah, Achita, Achita Baba. Thank you. I was like, I don't know. I quite have the pronunciation. Right. Um, <laughs> it took me a while to. <laughs> he's been doing it for six years, but seven times with great, great success. A lot there for people to look at. Um, and now Black, uh, then a couple other astrologers did it before he did his annual in December. Um, Nate Spear and uh, Sabrina Monarch in the autumn, and I was in touch with them privately about their campaigns in different ways. Again, a lot. I've, I have a lot of experience and success, mostly successes, not all, but mostly, um, helping to raise modest sums in the context of any money, uh, particularly Kickstarter. Uh, and they did very well in their campaigns. And then I launched one, as you probably know, for the film short, Black Astrologers Yesterday, uh, for a very modest sum, maybe too modest in retrospect. And then here comes Stormy Grace. Right, Stormy's one. Academy. A YouTube astrology academy for with free classes with three, if not four, maybe even five dozen astrologers donating their time to teach a what I understand is a comprehensive program over this next astrological year. Yeah, um, that's awesome. I'm so proud of her. And then here comes Mercury's Brood. It's really popping. Which blew through its numbers. Um, I won't unpack all of that here because that gets Kickstarter geeky. Uh, but these are all important, uh, 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 these three Black, right? Mine first, chronologically, uh, started first, uh, and then the Stormies, and then Mercury's Brood. Collectively, uh, we got six figures together, and Mercury's Brood by itself was pretty close to six figures, even though they only asked for, uh, um, the, the initial stated goal was 30,000, uh, even. That's important uh, for a few reasons. One of which is, at least from the data I can see, right, from my campaign, these were hugely astrologer funded. That's not how Kickstarter and my other, ex many other dozens of experiences works. Usually you have vegans, but you have your family, you have your friends, you have your coworkers, your mentors, your mentees, um, some exes, um, right. maybe their families, right? People you know, we know a mix of people, I, I hope, most people, most humans do. Um, and you reach out to them, right, to get the crowd, right? The crowd doesn't have particular demographics. What happened here, my perception, and certainly, again, looking at, at my data uh, for my campaign, like who gave, and, you know, there's more there. It's largely, it's hugely astrologers. That's not the pattern when I go back and look at vegan, which is a bigger uh, community and broader uh, uh, reach in a few ways. Uh, and Kickstarters aren't new in the way that, that some of those campaigns, particularly for Vegucated, that first one I ran, helped run uh, and co-create back in 20, uh, 2011, it's that long ago, uh, quite literally, June, July or July, August. Um, so I'm curious to see what other Kickstarters we're going to see, right? I think I just named six just in the last not even six months. All were successful. Uh, for varying amounts and various projects. But three of those sticks are Black Helmed, are Black, black 
um, uh, I think Stormy would say, if I've got it right, um, Black helmed, right? Black created, but purposely uh, not uh, exclusively Black or only. It's meant to be, right? Astrology is really for everyone. Um, freedom as <laughs> Prince Harry or the former Prince uh, or the, the, the Prince, I, I don't know how to play with that. I wanted to play with that in the sort of princey. Prince the musician way, but I won't hear. These are really big. <laughs> yes, I, I have to... formerly known as Prince Harry. <laughs> there you go. Um, that's big, right? How can you have all this privilege and access and traveling, I think, to all the continents, but not know? Well, you know, he was uh, very invested in something that isn't just a business for him. I think if we look at uh, his him as a person, maybe even him as a chart, but right, this is also his blood family uh, without going all the way back into that. Um, we were, you mentioned news earlier and them shifting. Uh, one of the things also with these listicles and other articles, I think the tarot astrology was 10 and I think you said Forbes and I don't have the list committed to memory by any stretch or even written down. I'm kind of scared in a good way to go back and look because part of me is like, will we ever see uh, this pink uh, of just article after article and some really nice articles again and over uh, certainly days and weeks but also months I think the last one to drop at the end of 2020 um, I can't see the headline in my head uh, which often I can uh, but Sam Reynolds that I think you know and certainly mm -hmm. is a, a friend and a collaborator of mine and quote big air quotes neighbor here uh, he's still over in Jersey these days um, he and and two or three other astrologers were um, in a Business Insider article that talked about the, the $2 billion, I don't know, worth valuation, whatever the language is. Um, it's a business, right? Uh, and- and Astrology being the $2 billion? And that's excluding, that's excluding India. India has a, right. uh, someone just reminded me in a face, astrology Facebook group. Um, Jeez. India, you know, astrology is more respected and revered and has been for quote unquote. Always has been, yes. Never uh, lost it. It's a $10 billion industry. Just Holy moly. And that's a U.S. number. When I first saw it, I was like, what? U.S. dollars. Ten that's billion. a U.S. dollar. Not rupees. <laughs> this is not, I had to look up because I was like, wait, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Thought, well, it could be, but I hadn't seen that number. Uh, I had um, no idea. And again, it's 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 right. It's um, bad bad word here, but it's entrenched there. It's it's nothing new. It's respected. It's, yes, yeah. Uh, but still, highly respected. I'm, I'm still well, impressed. <laughs> their technology is changing. So I've seen press releases about um, not call centers, but sort of call lines, like we saw here in the '90s with uh, the the. <laughs> The renowned and sometimes infamous Miss Cleo. Miss Cleo, right? I remember uh, the psychic networks. That's what they, yeah. Right, and and Dion Warwick and many other names there, and also like the, um, India's version of that, yeah. Yeah, but it, but it's different, right? Because they're certainly after the money, but um, it's different, and I don't know how because I'm not calling into these lines, but um, I, I wanted to call the name. Uh, sorry, a lot of things ran through my head there. Uh, Walter, the late Walter Mercado, well, right? Involved, I think, uh, uh, not with the Indian lines, but the ones in the '90s, uh, and certainly uh, as an astrologer of color. Um, it's amazing, uh, and I want to say I have to go back and look at this in more detail and think about it. 
The $2 billion I mistakenly wrote or was about to write on Facebook just in the last two or three days. Oh yeah, that's mostly from the apps, the astrology apps. Wow. No, that's not right. No. Um, I think there's blur about what's astrology or not. If we parse out where that two billion's from, let's say down to the hundred millions or even the tens of millions. But a good chunk of that is from consultation. The apps, I don't, I, there's certainly some fraction and, and they're getting VC money or making it yes. yes. like Channies is, 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 has no VC money very intentionally, um, right? And not being co-opted into right. something else um, or, or plural on that. Anyway, astrology is booming as you well know uh, with classes and podcasts like we have here, uh, classes uh, slash courses, conferences, in person and virtual and summits and books and and uh, and we'll see what else and we'll see what else and there's a way that you know uh, the news slash media uh, are paying attention to us because we've been on trend for a few years um, we are uh, astrologers slash astrology somehow touching and connecting with millennials um, and yeah. I think that's because astrology in some part is part of nature, capital N. It is, pause for water here. Yes, water break. <laughs> astrology in part is about stargazing, right? And observing the patterns and looking at the stories, you know, as above, as below. And uh, one of the things that strikes me, you know, jumping back a little bit for a second, as a vegan is that millennials globally want their veggies. <laughs> Yes, we've they done do. this for a few years and there's data and there's studies and there's patterns. And you can see it here in New York City. I don't, I don't know about elsewhere in the US. Um, I think in Canada, um, elsewhere in the Americas where we're seeing Sweet Green, uh, a restaurant chain uh, and some others, uh, the names uh, Dig In, I think here, New York City and others that are these whole foods plant-based but not necessarily vegan, not necessarily vegan, um, but have vegan options and are serving Beyond Meat and uh, sure. Good Catch and uh, Ocean Hugger and, and these other names, uh, uh, these different products that uh, mimic or echo um, an, animal, animal flesh, right? Sure. Animal product uh, uh, to eat. Um, there was one other thing, uh, two other things to mention uh, that are top of mind about black astrologers. So, what maybe the biggest piece, I'm not sure how to measure it. And again, I don't have the list, but I, I remember um, June, July, I think it's Sam Reynolds, Susan Miller, and I think in a, 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 a woman astrologer of color. Uh, I'm not saying who's in the article off the top of my head. I think it's, uh, and I'm forgetting her name, I Jade on Twitter uh, with multiple A's. I think oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen her on Twitter. Yeah. That article on Newsweek, newsweek.com, I don't know if it made it into print or not. Uh, I need to actually maybe text Sam uh, after we're done to find out. But it was on Newsweek.com. It definitely made the rounds. And it name-dropped ISBA, International Society uh, of Black Astrologers, which is not a formal org, but is a Facebook group. Now, this is about mid-year, at least the way I remember, 2020. Mm -hmm. So I'm, as you said uh, in the opening, I helped manage uh, admin this group with Sam, uh, which he co-founded uh, about six, six and a half years ago. 
ISBA has more than doubled its size in barely a year. Wow. Partially because of that article, right, which was name dropped, uh, which was stunning to me. I think he, he got that into another publication, maybe not as, excuse me, as prominent as Newsweek. But he didn't tell me, just was kind of, you know, look at this article. And I looked at it. That's huge. That is- uh, and part of what we got immediately, right, from uh, the group is only Black astrologers are allowed in, Facebook group is I've been looking for something like this, right? Which is trickier in a pandemic and you stay at home or you're supposed to um, and the mask and and, and, and a lot of venues are closed. And it was just, ah, I don't even know how to say. It's been amazing at many points in my involvement with astrology, communities to welcome people who aren't necessarily welcomed or they are welcome, but it's, perfunctory they aren't engaged and i've heard yeah. this before, not really it? seen or heard um yes and and really crucially and again this isn't just about color or queer um i hear it actually from a lot of women i've heard it from numerous white women usually younger young, uh younger younger here meaning not a baby boomer so gen x gen y or gen z but i've heard it from uh all types and i've certainly have heard it for baby boomers, and I have heard it for white males. Um, I've heard it from everybody, but you know, there's, there's some shape there if I were to recollect and do the, the data. But what's important to me as we move into uh, further into this uh, new paradigm, new age, or new era might be a better way to say it, is that we invite people, we welcome them, and we sincerely engage them. Because what I've heard over and over, not just among astrologer and astrologer groups is, and this is where you start getting tokenism and uh, bad feelings and all sorts of other things that Mm -hmm. are not really desirable. When you don't engage with that person, when they're not heard, when they're not seen, uh, where they're not, uh, what's that? Not seen as invisible um, or or seemingly so, people don't come back. You don't change the congress you don't change your org membership you don't uh evolve and there's a weird way that that sort of goes back into uh, megan's story if not megan and harry's i'm not sure i can unpack that in this moment but again if we're going to really talk about useful from where i'm sitting useful inclusion invite welcome and sincerely engage it doesn't mean you love them or blow smoke up their ass mm-hmm. i would invite people not to do that it doesn't mean you even like them but it means that we live in a plurality we live in a functioning uh, not dysfunctional but functioning healthy democracy and there's a lot more to say off of that but very different conversation you know uh, what, what comes up to for me when you say that demetrius is look at the nodal axis right now with the north node in, in mercury in um Gemini and the South Node and Sag, the old paradigm was this, it was like the Vatican, you know, we have this pronouncement and everybody listens to what we have to say, but the North Node and Gemini is like, you know what, we're going to listen to each other and we're going to talk to each other and listen to each other. And it's not just one way, this, this high and mighty coming down off the mountain, you know, I proclaim that, you know, it's like, that's, that's the old way that's falling away. So yeah, isn't that interesting how it's all happening at that time with the Gem Sag axis, North Node, South Node? 
the, the fact that they're engaging, they want to hear from people, they're asking them questions, they want to engage conversation. That's exciting. That's that's different. Yes. Oh, I, I had a hello from my cat. Yes. Oh, you like that, don't you? <laughs> so there is a way that um, I think it's the no, I think it's all the things in air, uh, not the least of which is um, North Node yes. Gemini, right? Very chatty, uh, Kathy right. and Charles or, or Chris or what have you. Um, yeah, it's way bigger than the nodal because it's going to go on for the next 200 years, <laughs> not just a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, I was trying to go back to, uh, uh, I think, a useful thought, uh, or at least myself, if not folks listening. Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius are all in some sort of dialogue with another, if not others. Um, there's a pun in there somewhere, um, which just, I've trained myself years, decades ago to let some of that Freudian out. Um, and I think that's going to be maybe the key challenge. I don't, I don't know if I've uh, I said this a little bit already today. We have to relate to each other uh, even if we're going to be divorced or split apart or in disagreement, uh, certainly in love and in cooperation and collaboration. And there, there are many other ways to parse that, right? We're on the same, as far as I know, earth plane, um, right? And climate crisis or crises uh, necessitate that we look at those things and there are other crises clearly um, about the paradigm that led us into the, the set of crises, plural. Um, and back to the interview and, and other things there. Um, one thing I want to say, uh, add uh, sort of to this list, uh, some of the highlights, but not all of them about uh, happening in astrology this last astrological year in Black astrologers is, um, I mentioned ISBO, which again, is not a formal org, but may become one uh, in due time, maybe a membership, maybe not. I don't know what that looks like. Um, We'll, we'll see in the coming months or seasons. Oh, I think it's definitely going to be we'll official. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, there's, I have questions there, and I'm more skeptical probably than uh, it's uh, one of its parents uh, and my collaborator on that, Sam, and even what that group wants. Um, uh, and to parse that out a little bit more, um, I'm skeptical about membership orgs in general and specifically astrological ones, uh, and I'm still sorting through that. And keep in mind, I still am, uh, very much in that world, but also, uh, you know, Chiron and Aries, like, what's what's an astrological org look like that's not membership-driven, but might still serve community uh, in ways, uh, in, in dialogue, uh, not reciprocity, but in uh, the way sure, you better yeah. just articulate it. There's a way these membership orgs uh, have not for well over a decade if not two or two and a half, maybe three, listen to their memberships and, and change with them uh, because they used to be much bigger. Uh, astrology really had its heyday as far as number, astrology orgs had their heyday, heyday in the 70s. I'll, I'll leave that. Uh, uh, what I want to pivot to is something, um, I won't call their name here. I don't know if they want this on recording, but I was told a good few years ago by... Um, someone who, whose son probably, or, or something on their chart aspects, my Chiron and Aries. Um, Demetrius, you've got to look beyond these orgs. They're just not going to do all of the things ever. Doesn't matter who's at the helm. It's not necessarily what they're designed for. It certainly isn't the times they're conceived in. And I was more drinking the Kool-Aid at this point. This is 
sort of at the end, tail end of the, um, what do you call it? The Uranus Pluto squares, right? 2012, oh, okay. 2015. Sure. And what I've come to is, or at least where I'm at today is, uh, and for uh, a number of people get this, but this is very common among black boomers and Gen Xers at least, right? Malcolm path or the Martin path. And right, and I, you know, I'm born not too many years after their assassinations. Mm. And so that's always there of this um, independence or interdependence is one way to think about that, particularly thinking about air, uh, the air signs mm -hmm. and air signs really being about interdependence um, and not this fantasy of rugged individualism that, that just is out the window. Um, I think that's one of the challenges Of, of this moment, I was trying to connect it back. That's where I would have to go back and re revisit this interview, at least the, uh, the transcript with Megan and Harry and Oprah. Um, and I'm referring to that not to be annoying, uh, sorry if it is for someone listening, but because that was a cultural moment, I would yes. bank, I, I wouldn't make this bet usually, but I might actually bet, you know, maybe the old iMac here as opposed to this one I'm using here, a, a computer on that, right? A very tall bet. Uh, and I'll leave that there. Um, but I want to say something, uh, not necessarily to toot my own horn, but yes, to embrace the Leo archetype, right? right. Uh, Aqu Aquarians sometimes struggle with. But a couple of other important things happened uh, around orgs, not orgs, and this question, at least for, in my lap on my uh, physical desktop and digital. The first is uh, one of the millennial astrologers to watch, who is a woman, who is queer, who is black, Kira Taborn, did a lot in 2020, which I'm still wrapping my head around. But one of the key things that uh, Kira did when we talk about diversity and inclusion and moving forward, gosh, there's a few things that just popped in my mind. But the, the one I want to call out here, talking about, again, orgs, not orgs, or even orgs and businesses, businesses being for-profit, uh, but could still be mission-driven, not that nonprofits can't be, is Kira took over Fresh Voices in Astrology, which is... Um, right, Astrology University. Well, it was, right? Astrology University is growing quite a lot, and it's quite a lot of people and content and things and to manage, and there's more about uh, the amazing Tony Howard, who is, the, the, who is Astrology University, uh, certainly with some staff help uh, behind the scenes, but he um, was looking and had been looking for someone to take on Fresh Voices in Astrology. And uh, it ends up with Kira, which is a great choice. Kira is a, a young millennial um, who is, uh, loves community and has a lot of 11th house placements, has a lot of contacts and is a very talented yeah, she's cool. person and astrologer. And so it is functioning in a way that unfortunately a lot of the astrological orgs uh, and even meetups have not been during COVID, which is it's, it's got a monthly talk, like a local in-person group, right, pre-pandemic. Um, and, and not that people don't have stressors or need to necessarily keep all the, the things going. I, I get it. I, I myself am guilty of this in, in, in one of my hats. But anyway, Fresh Voices in Astrology, has, uh, it's done an annual um, uh, virtual summit of astrologers pushing more uh, faces and voices of color and astrology, uh, age range, uh, GLG, or sorry, LGBTQ plus uh, and otherwise. 
um, and, and produced a third one uh, back in August 2020, mm -hmm. uh, just coming off of uh, week, weeks away from uh, QAC20, I call it, Queer Astrology Conference. And that's one of the other big things, probably the biggest thing for me that happened professionally, uh, and there were many. Um, I had to go back, uh, again, shout out to Sam Reynolds who said, you had a banner year, meaning 2020, and uh, it wasn't all easy and a lot of it was uncomfortable for me. But I was like, what is he talking about? And I had to go back and remember, oh shit, that was all in calendar 2020. Uh, and literally from day one, January 1st, uh, almost, oh, almost all the way to the end of the year. Uh, uh, started with Starstruck uh, Astrology, a virtual summit that I helped co-produce uh, and was brought in to help bring in more diversity and, and, and diversity in a lot of ways, not just about race and not necessarily just about, uh, I call it Rainbow Tribe, LGBTQ+. Uh, but in some other ways about different thinking and different techniques, mm -hmm. uh, because there's so many in astrology. And then basically concluding with this Kickstarter, that was scary as fuck to be playing. And, and they almost always are, even when I haven't uh, been in the driver's seat proper, um, which is most of the time, usually I'm in the, I'm a front seat driver, occasionally backseat driver, but this was all me. Uh, it's just scary without parsing that out here. But I ended up um, single parenting as the language, Queer Astrology Conference 2020. Um, it was an enormous uh, virtual conference. Um, majority BIPOC astrologer roster. We hadn't seen that before for a conference. We had yeah. by way of a summit, by way of the first two uh, at that point, this is July, 2020, um, uh, Fresh Voices in Astrology. Um, there's a lot more to unpack, uh, which I won't do here because we've been chatting a while. Uh, yeah, it's been over an hour. Woo! <laughs> it's I, been a I good one. Say that there was a lot. Uh, there was a lot of ground broken. There was a lot of success. There were some failures, definitely on my desk, but there was movement onward. Right, we had that uh, brief but potent stint of Saturn in Aquarius, quote unquote, the spring of 2020. If you look at the calendar. Yep. Uh, the astrology of it, quote unquote. But what happened with there, I think, particularly the global protest in response, uh, I think you used the word galvanize around, uh, again, George, not just George Floyd's murder, but the way we saw it, right? Again, back to social media and news and media and the smartphones and the technology, Aquarius, uh, arguably uh, there. Um, many other thoughts and many other things to say, but I do think things are in the world and certainly uh, specific to astrology astrologers are turning a corner. They're shifting, they're moving on. I don't think that, uh, and I've said this, I think two or three times during this conversation, I want to say again, I don't think they'll all be good. I don't, I don't think they will be, I'm not sure if we'll see unicorns and rainbows. Maybe. I think we'll see things like that for sure. I don't think it will be, all bad. I don't think it will all be good. I think it'll be a mix. I think when we look at any transit or ingress astrologically uh, aspect, I think we can find great stories. We can find ugly stories. We can yeah. find multiple stories attached. I think it's important uh, as astrologers and even people uh, consulting astrologers uh, or tarot readers or uh, mediums or what have you, or just life coaches, business coaches, whatever, that we try to, we not just try, we work to do better, right? There's so many tools out here. 
uh, a lot of them just being knowledge. Uh, certainly yeah. Zoom is out here and Clubhouse and, 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 and. And I know everybody doesn't have access, particularly Clubhouse, right, which is uh, only iOS, uh, only on Apple for the moment. Um, I'm excited about the year ahead, the, the months ahead, the days ahead, the decade ahead. Yeah. And trying to stay largely in curiosity um, and, and more joy than not. And some of that is, is uh, to stay upright. I'll, I'll leave that there. As we move into the unknown, that whole Uranus kind of not knowing, <laughs> but being okay with not knowing. You know, it's funny that you say that. This is one of my <laughs> ballywigs, hobby horses. I don't know what it's called, but I have I have a particular, uh, in a few ways, uh, Uranus placement. I don't think Uranus or uh, I, I think Neptune or Pluto are more quote unknowable. Yeah, Neptune. Yeah, for sure. I think Uranus often. Uh, well, I think of the shock, surprise, like that kind of unknown. Like, oh, didn't see that coming. Shocking. Anyway, I, I, my premise, my working premise is, we do comprehend, not to be confused with seeing it coming, which is very different uh, than my experiences and what I understand about Neptune and Pluto, because Uranus is so precise, you know, often to the clocks, you know, a Swiss clock second. Yes. I think part of the shock or surprise is sometimes, not all the time, it's so big or so stunning or so jolting or so much or so quick. But often I'm hearing people say, well, after the you know, Uranus square conjunction, whatever, they didn't see it coming. I didn't, we, I didn't see it coming. They didn't see it. But they did kind of know, and, and this is particularly astrologers, but even the non-astrologers. I don't know, there's, there's a nuance there I'm trying to suss out, uh, particularly like at the decade ahead and when Uranus, before Uranus gets to Gemini. I think Uranus is, I haven't articulated yet or haven't in, in many months or weeks or whatever it is, I think I have somewhere in my journal. I invite people, I invite astrologers in particular and people otherwise. I think all of the planets, even the three outers are willing to communicate and indicate and hint and, uh, and even just flat out say, this is what's coming. Mm -hmm. But the challenge I think for all of the planets and more so maybe more so with the outers is us to embrace the the grandiosity of that change. Humans don't like change in general, me included. And so the outers, I think, push us in, in each in their own right, in each in their own flavorings of the planet and certainly the sign and, and on and on aspects they make. Uranus is the quickest of the three, which for some is like, ah, but there's also something clean about the, if I can use this, uh, borrowing from you for a second, Mars, the cut right. that it makes, right. the irrevocable, swift, 
the swift, the very swift, clean uh, break. It's not a, it's not a cut break. I think is the word right. The breakthrough, the the eureka. Right is a very Aquarian. Mm-hmm. Uh, pardon yes. me, Uranus, uh, quote unquote Uranian without. Yes. Uh, Uranian slash cosmobiology, uh, Uranian astrology, cosmobiology. Anyway, there's other thoughts there that hopefully I'll articulate better uh, a different day. I want to thank you uh, for chatting with me and letting absolutely always great observe some of what's um, some of what's out there and some of what's been and um, and what's to come and some of what's, what's coming. Um, yeah, many yeah, other we, thoughts, but I think that's plenty for that's plenty for me to chew on. Hopefully. Right, all of us. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be chewing on this for quite a while. Um, but yeah, that's um, I'm so grateful for this time, and I appreciate you giving your time so generously. You're always so good like that. Um, if people want to participate in Queer Astrology Conference, Black Astrology, or the film short Black Astrologers Yesterday, you have ongoing research. I we would we should tithe you. This is this is important for the society. How can people get in touch with you and uh, welcome Black Astrology Conference, Queer Astrology Conference? Thank you. Um, and I almost forgot. Sorry, sorry to my Le- my Leo side, right, or just my Leos out there, including you. Um, these are different things. Um, I, I welcome tithing and support and probably we'll do another um, fundraising crowdfunding, uh, but not through quick start here in a second. And it's ongoing. People can go to blackastrotoday.com uh, and learn a little bit more about this film short, Black Astrologers Yesterday, um, that I am um, early on the, in the research on looking at Benjamin Banneker uh, is how I imagine the, start, the short will start. Um, he's a fascinating American figure, quote unquote American uh, in of himself. Uh, and I say quote unquote, because there are two Americas folks, there are two. Um, and so this is not America, even though that's how we use it colloquially. There's a lot going on with that. If we want to talk about colonization, but different conversation. Um, so that's where the film short people can also sign up for the soon to come. Um, I'm going to put that in the uh underneath a link to that thank you um the uh pardon me the podcast which is um actually what begat the the film short the podcast is called black it's not out yet but it's coming black astrologers today and i've recorded a few episodes of that with some amazing folks partially uh, selfishly for me just to get to know some of the folks that are out there at all uh and some Mm -hmm. better um so that's coming this spring um uh, and overlaps uh, uh, and necessarily as a sibling to the uh, Black Astrologers yesterday. Um, we will see here in a second or two, not a Black Astrology conference, but a summit. Um, to be playing the conference, as you may recall, um, was for a Black audience only. That was by uh, multiple people's request. Uh, we did that. Um, um, it was a successful event that was back in October. Um, it was small. Um, for some maybe obvious reasons, maybe not. Um, and some of that was my energy was flagging. Uh, right. COVID and the census and the election and then uh, a roommate search at that point, which flipped into a very dramatic Uranus transit. Right. Uh, Uranus to my um, ICMC uh, search. Uh, but I digress. Uh, what am I saying? Um, oh, look for- Summit. Uh, 
a, a summit, uh, which will be open to everyone to attend, but a fully block, black roster. Um, in the coming months, I'll just leave that there. I'm not quite sure on the date. I need to elect a chart and see, because um, the date I want lights up my chart, particularly my Uranus. And I'm like, oh, I don't want uh, to that. I think I need a break. <laughs> right. Yeah, no. it's a lot. I'm like, can I harness this? But you know, Uranus doesn't necessarily want to be, uh, even though it might be the lightning rod, lightning, lightning rod, it may or may not want to be harnessed. So, no, no, it's not, the, not its nature. <laughs> um, a, a switching lanes. Um, Queer Astrology Conference 2020's content is hugely out there. People can go to um, qastro.org and that will push, uh, jump to the more complicated URL um, that I inherited. Again, I am at the helm of Queer Astrology, which is uh, the, it's, it's a project. It's not an organization similar to ISPA. Um, I don't know that it will become an org. I'm still going back and forth about that, but it will continue on. It's been around since 2013. Um, wow. And, and the, there's content from the prior four conferences, uh, audio uh, up on the site. There's audio and video for um, 2020. Um, we didn't talk about it here explicitly, but I, I'll just briefly say, even though we're in the, uh, without me going into the weeds, it's the most political of content of any astrologer conference. Keeping in mind, you said at the very top, I have been involved with over 30 astrologer conferences. And I say astrologer, because if you don't speak a little bit of astrology, the language of astrology, you'll probably get lost very quickly, right. uh, particularly with these talks, which are not assuming for uh, uh, newbie, uh, like pre-beginner, if you will, sort of a kindergarten. You, you got to be, you know, in junior oh, high, say, yeah. well, in elementary school, uh, however you want to parse that of astrology. But qastro.org, Black Astro today. Uh, I'm on Twitter lightly these days to do this research and just to recover from the chump era. Uh, vegan right. D, E-G-A-N-D, uh, a D as in dog on the end there. Um, and you can find me uh, elsewhere online. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not as popular as many others, which is fine, but I'm certainly, uh, hope I'm not invisible uh, after this time. Just one other thing. Um, I don't know when the next QAC is. It may or may not to be plain happen in 2021. I'm trying to um, uh, personally feel. I have progressed moon in Taurus and I am finally learning at a whole different experiential level. Uh, not finally, but better learning what Taurus is and is not. Uh, and Taurus does not want to try to do all of the things, uh, at least the way I'm experiencing it. And so I'm sloughing a lot of off. So I do think we'll see into autumn a queer astrology conference or summit, um, but I'm not quite ready. I'm still processing the 2020 event. Um, I All think right. that's everything you asked me. Yeah. There and then some. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate all of that good stuff. And like I said, the links will be below. And so, yes, onward. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much. I really appreciate seeing you and um, getting all the news. And thank you so much. I can't say enough <laughs> and all for all that you do and all that I know how producers, you know, like having been in the PR world for most of my life before astrology, the unsung heroes, you know, the ones behind the scenes is the power behind the throne. It's always, those are the ones that are holding the lines together and making things happen. So um, we're just shout out to you. You're awesome. Thank you so much. Yay. Thank you so much. I, I, 
yes to all of that. And I, I love it. Yeah. You do what you love. All right. Peace out. out. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much. So this has been episode 91, Star Sound Speaks, Star Sound Astrology. Thank you all for listening. Um, until next time. See you soon. Bye for now. <laughs>